weekend at Berkman's, a show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hello, folks. All right, welcome to another uh, another edition of our podcast here. I uh, wanted to, uh, you know, we couple uh, episodes in a row here i think we've indicated that it's fall uh i had uh went back a little bit in the seasons uh, went down to houston um this last oh. weekend to, to visit my uh my host my fellow host here and uh let me tell you it was hot it was uh very much uh, i mean i wouldn't say it was like it was like midsummer but i got a little bit of taste of fall already um, well, if you recall, recall, I was up in the West Lafayette on the banks of the Wabash and then, um, had a chance, uh, in Dallas, a couple, couple mornings and evenings felt pretty nice getting into that time of year in September when you start mowing the lawn every other week hmm. instead of every week. That's, you know, that's usually about the time when it gets, gets a little bit cooler, uh, in Texas, but, um, not the case in Houston and, uh, it, you know, not only the humidity, you know, walking out in the morning to the car, you're just like, oh, like a bit of a steam room sauna situation. But then also the mosquitoes. Mm. And uh, I don't know what I don't know much about mosquitoes. I never really dedicated myself to studying insects or mm. anything except for seventh grade when I had to, you know, do the, the thing in biology where you get the, the pizza box and you you put the the insects in there, but man, do those things itch and hurt. I don't know what mm. it is, but it's like you get one mosquito that lands on you, just you know, you're itching for for hours for some reason. But uh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of all the downsides, I'd say, of uh, heading down there to the swamp that is uh, that is Houston. But um, mm. as we had alluded to, we got a chance, the three of us, to to get together in person. Uh, that started. Uh, on Friday and then rolled went ahead and rolled that over um, throughout, throughout the day on Saturday and then finished off the nice dinner um, there on Saturday night. So that was uh, well worth the, uh, the heat and the humidity and the <clears throat> malaria or whatever I, I may have contracted. So I mm-hmm. uh, wanted to ask the, uh, you know, obviously I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the time together and uh, some of the things that we got to do, but wanted to ask, uh, start with mark maybe um what was the sort of the highlight and the low light for you of the the weekend together i know it's it's a little bit unfair because you all usually spend your time in houston uh, on the weekends anyway but uh did you enjoy the weekend mark mike i uh not only enjoyed the weekend i thoroughly enjoyed the weekend uh it was great to get to see you and uh your, your significant other. That was uh, fantastic. Uh, so I, you know, I, let me start by letting Houstonians know that Mike's really not trying to disrespect our uh, national bird, the mosquito. Uh, first of all, uh, and we, we understand it, you know, as a, as a Dallasite, you're not used to mosquitoes, but anyway, uh, it is part of our ecosystem and we love it down here. Um, uh, highlight of the weekend was just getting to see you, buddy. I mean, uh, yes. we got to hang out on Friday for a bit uh old stomping grounds uh that was really enjoyable got to try the old uh craft grill dr pepper sauce brisket Ooh. quesadillas 
uh, sauce on the side. Should be on your bucket list. It's, mm. I highly, highly recommend it, uh, or hi- highly recommend them. Even the queso was fantastic there that we uh, started with. Um, and, and then we did kind of a tour de Houston of flavors. Uh, we started at one of our uh, breweries, Klaus Brewery, uh, which was, th- we had an Oktoberfest. That was nice. And then uh, I think probably the highlight for you, Mike, might go unmentioned. You probably won't even talk about it, is how I... Uh, so oh, definitely helped you avoid any additional traffic by taking you through some of the undiscovered neighborhoods of Houston instead of getting you on 290. <laughs> because as I like to tell people, unless it's Sunday at 2 a.m., the traffic in Houston is uh, Los Angeles-esque. Uh, and for, you know, for whatever reason, we had, you know, 290 shut down. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely brought you through uh, from Klaus to my and my wife, Kimberly, our favorite uh, local Mexican place called La Viva. And so we hung out there for a bit. Uh, that was also a highlight. I enjoy getting to sit there and hang out with you, Mike, uh, and trying some of those uh, wonderful uh, dishes. Uh, we got to watch the Purdue game. Unfortunately, they came up a couple points short. Uh, here we go. I know. I cheered for them. We cheered. You know, if, if it wasn't for the, uh, the men in uh, black and white, those referees, I think Purdue would have had it. Uh, and it all culminated with an amazing evening uh, with uh, you guys and your uh, significant others and mine as well uh, at uh, an awesome restaurant that I think we're going to talk about it later. So to me, Mike, it was, it was an entire weekend. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I'm glad you got down here and got back up to Dallas safely. I mean, that's great. What you failed to mention, though, was that I think, you know, by doing this less than circuit or well no it it was a secure yeah circuitous route uh through the i don't know the the (sighs) neighborhoods of cype the surrounding cypress area we it probably took us about 15 minutes longer than if we had just gone through the construction on room 290 but you know i don't know we'll see it's it's unconfirmed and i also want to show you the neighborhood just in case you're in the market (laughs) yeah well i uh, applaud you for the uh, for the creativity. Uh, do you know? Yeah, and and I, La Viva. You know, it's. I'm glad that you found this little sort of neighborhood, darling. There's there's many uh, Tex-Mex staples in the Houston area. Um, you know, I, I mean, Chewy's is probably number four, and that's mm. you know that's that's pretty good by by most standards. But you got. Uh-huh. Uh, El Tiempo, you got mm. Papacitos, you got uh, Lupe Tortilla. I mean, those are all great options. But La Viva, uh, pretty good, and uh, had the boilers on as well. Do you know, Mark, what uh, – or Steven, because you're – I mean, you're obviously uh, from last episode, you're <clears throat> quite good at the, the language. But do you guys <laughs> know what uh, La Viva stands for by chance? All I know is – I wasn't living La Viva Loca with you guys. And again, I know it's La Vida. So I don't need a DOC. I don't need a DOC, but I I, I didn't get to live in La Viva Loca with you guys. But did you ask the country of origin or what it means? What is this? The the spelling bee? What's that the spelling bee? Can you use it in a sentence, please? La Viva. (laughs) uh, The life. The party? The party. I'm going to go with the party. The party? Uh, I don't know. Mark, the, I'm love. going the, the, the life or to live or something like that. 
That's my guess. It's uh, according to <clears throat> Google translation. Ooh. It's the lot, the live. Um, Ooh, oh, live. Like the live yeah. tour. I think oh. might be yeah the Spanish version Ray of the live Norman. tour. So <laughs> that's pretty apropos given everything right. that's uh, that's been going on this year. Uh, did, okay. Well, I won't ask you for any lowlights because uh, we gotta there get to bed eventually. But uh, Stephen, what what were your thoughts? Oh, I mean, a plus weekend. I mean, great hanging out uh, with the podcast, guys. As Mark noted, uh, just you know the the brisket quesadillas uh, at Craft Grill, mm, top notch. Um, I I live a mile from there, and I just honestly don't get down there enough. So it's one of those. It's it's gonna have to be. A little more regular for me uh, because they're that good. Um, and then, uh, again, just seeing you guys for dinner. I think we're going to get into it. But dinner, uh, I don't mm. get into the city very much, um, as some g- listeners might guess. It's not <laughs> uh, top of my list. But for you guys, I would easily drive an hour, uh, maybe even more for you guys, to go down to a great restaurant and have fun and live it up with us and our significant others. So it's a lot of fun, very memorable, and we need to do it on a semi-consistent basis. And I say semi just because we're, we're you know, not located near each other. But if when we are located near uh-huh. each other, we go regularly. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel as though there might be uh, maybe an instance or two coming up where – well, I mean, certainly the the, the wedding, um, but you know, maybe a holiday or two there, where where you might be in the area and might might feel like reaching out. I know it's tough when you head back with family to, to you know squeeze out an afternoon or whatever. But um, yeah, I agree, I, and I and I am I am very glad that you made the trek into downtown and uh, got a chance to to try out sort of a non chain, um, you know, guy. F- uh, Ferrari, uh, approved restaurant. So that was, you know, for me, I think that was the, that was the, well, there are many highlights, as we've said, uh, I got a chance to, um, play some pickleball at, huh. uh, on, on Saturday morning. Um, you know, the, the competition was probably a bit of a low light, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, had a chance to, um, go to this uh restaurant which was traveler's table um which is which is located near uh near downtown houston and uh so the highlight for me i think was the the beef skewers from there um Mm. we can ruminate on a little later if we want but uh and then low light you know uh houston traffic uh not not great uh now, granted, I was traversing large parts of the city. I've gotten used to a pretty comfortable commute here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, um, but like you know, like I mentioned, you never know uh, when you're going to find a, a mattress or something uh, to that effect <laughs> on the 45. Um, uh, we, you know, we talked a little bit about the heat and the weather, uh, but I think. You know, one of the things for me that was also low light, and it's, it's maybe not, you know, specific to Houston, but went out, uh, went out for the morning. I actually think this was before I was coming to meet you, Mark, and I had gone over to the Starbucks and I was going to get mm. me a, a pumpkin cream cold brew mm. and uh, they were out. So wow. I don't know. 
you know, I don't know what's going on here with, with supply the supply chain, chain still, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, as uh, Stephen, Stephen would say, figure it out because that yeah. is, I mean, that is my one. If you if you said you can have one drink uh, from Starbucks for the rest of your life, what would it be? That be that pumpkin cream cold brew. And if you mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to get over to Starbucks to give that a try, uh, I highly, highly encourage you to do that. And uh, actually, is fiddled it- around. Is what? it iced or is it just cold? Well, it's funny you say that because I filled <laughs> around with the nitro, right? The nitro mm. cold brew base, which doesn't okay. come with ice. And I actually prefer it uh, with ice. So the stock mm. order is like cold brew with ice. They put the, the pumpkin cream cold brew on top. They sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon. So if you mm. go in there and your first uh, instinct is to breathe, you might kind of get a little Got choked it. up with the That'd cinnamon coming down the, the uh, okay. airways but uh yeah i highly encourage you to give it a try if you like mark it sounds like maybe you haven't given it a try so i encourage I you not. yep so you know head by Chip. five bucks Chip. and uh yeah get you a pumpkin cream cold brew give it a try okay, okay. all right great uh great weekend uh back back to reality unfortunately mm. darn it Let's go on to uh, this week in golf. We're in the, um, I don't know if you want to call it the uh, the doldrums or the uh, <laughs> the off season um, or some of the uh, the lowlights of the season. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see because wh- I think one of the things that the the live guys were were trying to promote or push as part of leaving was maybe a more balanced schedule mm. right and, and not something where you know if you didn't play the uh, the wraparound season or the fall series or some of the early tournaments that you're already in a hole um as it relates to um to some of the earnings and some of the other uh, world golf rankings some of those other things so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that continues to evolve for the tour uh, i think i had heard something like there there might be like a you know, like a fall series that was isolated from the rest of the season. And then that way you folks could, some of the players could really take um, some time off in the off season. But uh, this week was, um, I think it was called the, the Fortinet. Uh, This was the PGA tour event. It was the Fortinet and it was in a pretty cool place. uh, Napa, California, Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit of rain there as, as part of the tournament. Um, have either of you heard of of Fortinet by chance and what they do? That's what I was just about to say, Mike. You read my mind that I have zero clue what they do. I know that at least they were the title sponsor last year, but we're at least two years in, and I have zero clue what what Fortinet is and what they do. You know, I'm sure Mark's looking guys. it up on the internet. No, 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 yeah. no. I looked at actually. I uh, read about it last year for this very purpose. Uh, cybersecurity type stuff. Mm. Okay. Fortified so network. Fortinet. Oh, look at that! Nice uh, jingle. Uh, I guess at that pace, Stephen, they ought to be a classic pretty soon, right? Uh, no, they got they got a couple more years. I mean, I think yeah, it's at geez. least a couple years. I don't know. I just to me. Especially in Napa, it's already got a little hoity-toity to it. I mean, yeah. you got to go to a gritty city like Detroit, you know? Pretty <laughs> classic. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, but, I, but hey, Homa winning two years in a row. Not bad. I well, I didn't, I didn't realize it was two years in a row, but I think it was kind of an interesting, uh, you know, um, uh, what was it, Dan? What's his name, Danny? Uh, oh, Will it? Yeah, Danny Will it? Oh yeah, blew it. I watched I that. It, that was tough. Can't stand oh wow, you loved it. Yeah. Oh, I love that it. man. What uh, you you're not not a huge fan of him of his? No, he he's a he's a complete um, one one hit wonder with the Masters. I mean, outside I of that, say. he's done very very little. Uh, to me, he's one of like the in the most recent history of the Masters. Uh, him and Sergio, and there'll be a third I won't name. Guys that have won the Masters that. Um, you know, I just completely dislike, um, I, so, so to me, and he just, he has a bad attitude, all this sort of stuff. So he is a guy Mm. who I don't root for glad to see he's come back and been a little bit more relevant. Like after he won the masters, he got down like pretty much like 400th in the world. He was awful. So I don't know how he kept his card besides winning the masters, but, um, yeah, really like home. Home was probably a top 10 favorite guy for me. Uh, just kind of how he is, how he interacts, his online presence. Seems like a fun guy, like a guy who you'd want to go play around with and go get some uh-huh. drinks after. He seems like a fun guy. So we're really like him. So glad that worked out in his favor. Does he, when you look at Homa, <clears throat> does, does he remind you of anyone when you, when you look at picture him? Does he remind no. you of anyone? Oh, it seems to me it's kind of like maybe if, Dustin Johnson. I was gonna say like if if there was like a combination of DJ and the uh, Oklahoma State mascot. Oh, I think that's oh, that's kind of the, the kind of the flavor. Oh, uh, and then oh, there's God. like one of these where he's got like the the hair coming off. But uh, that's terrible. I don't know why. I think every time I hear Max Homa, I think he went to Oklahoma. Or something because yep. Scott. <laughs> Homa he in the well, here's what I think of speaking of Homa. So, and this might get a little weird here is uh, growing up, one of the shows my dad liked, we just watched a little bit, was uh, uh, the show on Discovery of like the Gator Boys shooting the Gator and mm. all the guys. And they're in Homa, Louisiana. And mm. you got the guy that says, shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> talking about shooting the alligator, and that's oh, Homa, yeah. Louisiana. So I think every time I hear of Max Homa, I think he's a down south southern boy that used to shoot gators, and now he's big on the tour, kind of like a Boo Weekly. But uh, no, he's—I think he's a California kid. I know he went yeah. to UCLA, if I'm not mistaken, and grew up in LA. Um, but yeah, Homa, not Oklahoma. Mm. I there was a there was a stretch there, Stephen, um, where I I was into several of the like I I used to watch the Bear Grill show. I don't know if you ever uh, yeah the worst so fake ever oh watched that show. Oh, and so then I fake. watched that guy uh, who used to say live action. Uh, oh yeah, Turtle Man. Turtle Man. I used to, I don't know what it, why I was so oh, enthralled with those shows. Love Turtle Man. Oh, he's he is a guy that I would I would go out to middle of nowhere Kentucky to watch him from the bank and eat some I don't know raccoon after just to kind of pick his brain for a little bit. Looks like a fun guy. 
you know that that would have been a hell of a show is if it it was like a it was like turtle man versus bear grills it's like x mi6 british secret uh or intelligence you know t- like training versus turtle man and uh just just turn them loose and see who survives the longest so i got my money get... on turtle man turtle man yeah uh, fiercest so, yeah. of all animals. The what? The fiercest of all animals. Oh, the term. I think that's the hippopotamus. If if that's I'm not right. if I'm not mistaken, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. we can talk about that another time. Those things are pretty scary. Um. So uh, so yeah, so that takes care of that, and uh, of course Max Homa rolling over into the President's Cup, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it this week, guys? Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you. You know what week it is? What What's the saying, Mark? Even a even a broken clock is right twice a day. Even exactly. Even a broken yeah. clock is right twice a day. Yeah, you would be right so, once a once every two years on continuing to name the President's Cup every week. That's correct. <laughs> so that starts. Uh, that starts Thursday. Um, we had already covered the rosters in the. Uh, in the previous podcast. So um little pre department of corrections. So Uh-oh. I, you know, I had been the resident dunce when it came to math, but man, Mark, you, you really jacked up the math pretty good last time as it relates. You know, to, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, <as> he did. <laughs> yes, I he mean, did. it wasn't my highlight, you know, of yeah, my math but- career. That's that's okay. I I don't even. I don't try know if you can actually math. win by seven. Uh, as I went back, you can. And looked at it. You can. Yeah, but it's it's a challenge. It's not easy. This is actually. A, yeah, I got called out on that. Yeah, not good. This is algebra, right? So I think it's a. Uh, it took me about thirty minutes, but I got to yeah. eighteen and a half, eleven and a half. So I think right. that that's. Correct. Now that also adds up to thirty, <laughs> and right. and not twenty. But uh, yep. I will. I'll give I you. Accept. This. I accept. Uh, I'll give you this. It's slightly different than the Ryder Cup. Correct. I don't know why. Which is 28. Yeah, Ryder Cup's total of 28. President's Cup, total of 30. Um, it uh, starts... Ridiculous. I think it starts Thursday, too. I think it's a, a four-day deal. So they got five four-balls, which if you... I don't know. I've got this this device oh. that I can use in order to keep the difference between alternate shot and and the you know best ball if you will Mm. and so Mm -hmm. best ball has the word ball in it so four balls but four sums four people Mm. playing and uh some only some people get to hit shots so you use it feel free to use any (laughs) any of those oh my man any of those i think it's way uh, simpler than that but Okay. okay Oh, wait. So, uh, yeah. Okay. That wasn't no, an internet. That was silence, folks. That was, yeah. So, uh, alternatively, four balls, four balls in play as opposed to, to yeah. two balls in play. So, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Four balls. You got two oh American gosh. versus two internationals. Mm-hmm. And then best ball is kind of like playing a little scramble America scramble versus international scramble. Yeah. I do love oh, I do love the alternate shot though. That's uh, I don't know just something about the the spiciness, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. get your partner, you know, le- blasting one off the tee into the woods or leaving mm-hmm. one in the bunker or 
running one by and leaving you a knee knocker. Um, I'll, I'll be looking forward to that, but, uh, Unfortunately, I don't get to uh, work from home like other folks, so I'll probably. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Most of the most of the weekend, but I think I should be able to catch a uh, for uh, alternate shot foursomes match there, and then the uh, twelve singles match, um, unoriginal as compared to the Ryder Cup. So it's exactly the Mm -hmm. same on Sunday. So uh, I think Marnak has predicted a a a shellacking, the Charlotte shellacking. Charlotte Shellac. Coil hollow there. So um, we, we'll hope we'll hope it's a little competitive. I, who knows? Maybe the uh, you never know what to expect. Everybody's emotions running a little high with with live and uh, mm. what's going on there. So maybe somebody will surprise somebody uh, get out to a, a big start or something like that. Um, other notes this week. So uh, Steve Stricker. Notable for two reasons. One, he won the uh, Sanford International mm-hmm. in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay, Mark. So you were you were you got Fortinet. Do you any idea what Sanford at uh, International? Come on. Don't don't softball me. In- insurance. Okay. Investments. Whole nine yards. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I I mean I I don't know exactly, but you you know you didn't say disposal like Sanford and Son, so I guess I'll give it to you. I think it was oh, something that's fair. related to health. Um, but a uh, couple. I have of, no clue, actually. Uh, that's a good one. Let me. I'll Google that right now. I have no clue. A couple of extremely Sanford. notable withdrawals in this. Uh, Daily. Uh, David Duvall and Monty all w- withdrew from the tournament uh, for oh, who knows gee. who knows what reason. Um, but yeah, Stricker takes that one home. Almost doesn't you know feel fair um, with Stricker and some of those guys that are closer to fifty playing. They ought, really ought to win every week. But uh, Stricker's a um, co-captain um, or sub-captain, whatever they're called, this week for the President's Cup. So. Mm. Um, he and Homa both both coming off wins. Hopefully, take a little bit of that juice into the uh, into the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, maybe lastly, so uh, Live Chicago played at Moo um, Moo Farms there, uh, about fifty miles <laughs> west of Chicago. So I, I guess that's about as close as they would let him get oh, to. Chicago. It said it said Chicago, but I looked at the map and it was like yeah. 50 miles. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's almost being a nice. Yeah. Juliet. Uh, I think that's closer to Iowa. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to Sioux Falls. Um, but anyway, uh, so Cam Smith, uh, I think in his, what, in his second start there on the live tour, um, ends up taking the win there. I think he had uh, four, however many aces. He and, um, he and the, uh, what the uh marauders yeah the niblicks i don't know what it is but uh, pat perez pulling in another close to a cool million for being almost just a human. uh pretty I mean, much yeah. just, just having showing like up. a pulse <laughs> yep. a pulse and hey. getting a ball in 18 yeah. holes regardless right. of the score he's already made uh, like three mil like two I to three mil already hey that's called smart business yeah. Somebody's willing to pay you that kind of money for being that mediocre. Take it. 
I feel like there ought to be some sort of competition Greggy does each tournament where it's like beat Perez. You know, it's like <laughs> some amateur that they get for some club champ comes in and if if they can beat Perez, they get like they get like That $5 would be awesome. Bring in some yeah. amateurs. You lose your amateur status if you beat him, but you also take home a cool mill. Ooh, and that would be Steven's favorite, the old relegation. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. anybody gets beat by an amateur, then they're I think we should call Greg tomorrow and talk to him about this idea. This would bring in the viewership. This would bring in the sponsors. This brings in all kinds of opportunities. Or mm-hmm. we just we just start our own tour or called start La Viva. Our only. A little La yeah, Viva. La Viva. Uh, we're we're going to need some uh, some angel down angel. What's it called? Angel investors, right? We're going to yeah. we're going to need a Shark. whole lot of angels around this place. Sure, yeah, we'll, we'll take it over to over to Shark Tank and uh, see if we can get Mister Wonderful and Mark Cuban on board or something. Um, I was wrong. Uh, Sanford Health, not to be confused health. with Sanford Plumbing Supply out of Sheboygan. So I got it wrong. I. Uh, I thought company. I thought Mark was going to say Sanford. Yeah, I know them. Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Great school. Tiger Woods. <laughs> I think there is a school called Samford. If there I is if a I Samford is a school, yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. Remember correctly, but uh, yeah. the Bulldogs um, or something like that. You know, it's Georgia. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, one, all right, keep going. Samford, Georgia. Uh, yeah, okay, I know, but I think their mascot's the Bulldogs. Oh, no, that's Georgia. Uh, okay. Keep going. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, one, one other thing worth mentioning, I, uh, you know, it just, this whole thing with Phil, um, it just didn't, you know, it was such a change. Like, he just, Ugh. he was, he had, good. he had become, you know, the darling of the tour when when he won you know he started winning his majors and then you know he started to get to be a little bit too much i think once he got his social media presence and you know he started doing the coffee and the mm-hmm. the workouts and the uh the insider trading and all that kind mm. of stuff and then um you know with live he really just took it all the way over and uh you know obviously debuted with the uh with the five o'clock shadow and the you know, the bad boy look and, uh, had really gone like just gone. Um, I forget what someone uh, I heard called him. It was like, I I don't know, brain dead or, you know, it was just something where he's lifeless, you know, like, like lifeless in the way that he was presenting himself to go to going from being arguably the biggest personality in the game to basically just, you know, looking like you lost your best Mm. friend. You know, he, it, it was crazy to me. Um, and so one of those or, or both of those were an act, but he comes out and he says, you know, it's time for the tours to get back together. And so maybe, uh, you know, now that he's pretty much decimated the game, um, he can get them to come back together. Uh, you know, part of me thinks, as I said last time or, t- or time before, uh, these live guys know that, that everything's going to have to come back together and they're just, you know, they're just Mm -hmm. getting their money, just getting their money now. Um, but you know, the, the tour still got a stranglehold 
on the uh, world golf ranking points. And so as long as uh, everybody continues to covet majors or cares about that as part of their legacy, I think they've, you know, they've got that in their back pocket, but I just, um, just interesting with Phil, you know, just uh, starting to come, I don't know, not coming around again, but just starting to show a little life again. And maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he can have an all time total redemption story. If he can, sit down with Jay and, and bring it and Greg and bring everything back together. But uh, we'll see this could maybe, Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe this is just, maybe this is just some big, you know, hoorah to just try mm-hmm. to get people to watch the game. And, and this mm-hmm. is all being our architected on the back end by everybody oh, just yeah. to, just to inject some interest in the game. Who, who knows? I mean, I'm sure that's what Steven was thinking, but. Uh... Mm-hmm. Well, Hey, just, just to add to this real quick, not to belabor this topic, but uh, there's a chance I might be, uh, if I run into Phil this next week on a Mount Rancho Santa Fe, I will one, I'll chat him up, but two, I will be sure to ask him to come on the weekend at Berkman's pod to discuss. Oh, um, but I will be in his stomping grounds. I'll actually be playing at one of his oh, country clubs. So, wow. I think you're heading somewhere nice too, aren't you, Mark? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, India. Uh, oh, with Indianapolis. Taking the clubs? Might be. Might be. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure. Uh... <clears throat> Phil's got a course out there too, Mark. So um, yeah, but, uh, uh, I've been looking it up. I haven't found it, but I know he, I've heard I've heard there's one. We'll see. Well, you you can get a tea time. You just can't get there on time. So you'll uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll get that figured out. But uh, safe travels, and Thank we you. we look forward to uh, to hearing about how that goes. Maybe Stephen, I'll get a guest host while you're gone. See how okay. I'm, uh, just kidding. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. obviously not gonna do that. Classic. All right. So I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment, the old drink review. And uh, I tell you what, though, before we jump into Mark, you know, we really sold some folks on the uh, on the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I had uh, more than one person say that uh, it was worth a try. And uh, the you know, the way we the, we hyped it up and described it, uh, people were were really itching to give it a try. And I. I think, uh, you know, in the course of our adventures together and, and since last pod, I even, you know, probably dabbled in, in just a few other Oktoberfests. I tell you what, it's still it's still the standard bearer for me. It's oh, still tough yeah. to beat that Sam Oktoberfest. So yep. definitely recommend. Uh, I, I don't think it's in, in short supply as Mark made it sound to be. I, I pretty much see it everywhere, but uh, it's definitely definitely time to go ahead and get that. Sam Oktoberfest get you a six or twelve pack. Uh, you you will not uh, you'll not be um, disappointed with that. So, what you got for us this week, old man? Uh, old man, yeah. Uh, you know I'm gonna stick with the Oktoberfest theme, but I am gonna say that uh, where I bought my Octo- Sam Adams last week was definitely in short supply. But I understand maybe some other supply chain uh, locales are better. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm gonna stick with the Oktoberfest theme. I also believe that uh, I might have reached the top a little too soon with the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Because, again, I'm going domestic here. I'm going uh, a, a brewery that has gone 
wide, wide mainstream. Um, and it's one that's, you know, from here in Houston, it's called St. Arnold. Ooh. And I'm um, going to St. Arnold's Oktoberfest. I'm showing everybody the bottle. Again, it mm. evokes the fall foliage and feeling. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, because of the oranges and what have you. I will say, let me take a quick sip. It's, as I've said with other Oktoberfests and other beers uh, in a, of the domestic varietal, what I like about some and don't like about others is the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. This Oktoberfest has an aftertaste that just is a little, little uh, pungent. It's not bad. It's just uh, it's it sticks with you for a little while. Whereas, uh, again, I would say uh, my new favorite uh, last week doesn't, and it's not as pungent. This one's a little chocolatier. Uh, and again, I'm truly having some feelings and some uh, flavors of chocolate coming out here. Uh, and you know, it's not mm. my most favorite flavor on earth um but it's good it, it, it really is good uh i think last week's was a little bit easier drinking maybe a little bit smoother uh this one uh is is a longer sipper uh, it might take a little while and therefore it might warm up a little bit which could cause some issues uh but i think it's a good flavor i really do and I, i'm going to give this uh three and a half lawnmowers out of mm. five it's good um it's just different, a different flavor, different flavor profile, a little bit uh, stronger than uh, I might like. Um, again, because if you, you're friends of the pod, you know that I'm I'm a fan of the lager or the Pilsner or the water flavored beer. Uh, and so this one's a little, this one's strong, um, but it's mm. good. It's good. I, I recommend it. You know, I think, uh, again, it comes out limited release. And I think St. Arnold's, Arnold's does some amazing things and some really good beers. Um this to me is not their best, but uh, I, I still put it squarely in the in the good to very good category. I think again, like I said, I went I went too too hard too fast last week, and I went right to the top. That Sam Adams Oktoberfest uh, still lingering in the old memory in the palate. But anyway, St. Arnold's Oktoberfest, I think it's worth picking up a sixer, um, and then uh, you know enjoying it. I definitely keep it chilled. So it warms up a little bit. Yeah. It's a little, 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 uh, little. I don't know what the right word is. A little pungent in the aftertaste. So that's me. Yeah, yeah. They all, they all can become a little bit, a little Oof. bit syrupy. Uh, yeah. Some of the Oktoberfest quicker than others, but um, yeah, a couple things there, uh, Mark. So one yes. is, you know, obviously Houston uh, got got uh, fortunate enough to have some great breweries in and around there, um, Texas as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I've I think I've tried them all. You know, I've tried the the Carbach, the the Carbach Toverfest, uh, the uh, the St. Arnold's, um, some of the other ones in the area, even Klaus. Shiner. Yeah, well, Klaus. Yeah, but oh. e- even the Shiner one. And Shiner. Uh, yeah, I just like they're all they're all okay, um, but they're um, they're just not the same. Is Sam, which is interesting because Sam is is mass produced by all means, mm-hmm, and it's still mm-hmm. just better. There's a place up there, I think it's up 59. It's called Spindle Tap, and I, I've been oh, yeah. keeping an eye out to see if they what they come out with because I've liked, I've enjoyed some of their some great beers. Yeah, I've even had them on draft. Oh yeah, great beers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with you. We'll s- see if they come out with a Marzan or, or something of that effect uh, for for this time of season. See if it's any good. 
All right. It's time for the uh, the mezcal hunter. <laughs> the, mez- the mezcal hunter. Well, you- I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I'm oh. switching back to the old regular. But I will say having uh, a mezcal, actually an old-fashioned, uh, you know, to per se, this last weekend on Saturday night at our dinner, really good. And now I'm mm. understanding that. The, I think the way to do it is have it in a drink like that or in a Paloma like somebody else got. I, I think it's pretty good. And I think uh, I'm just start substituting out for tequila and, and drinks like that. So hmm. uh, I will report back when I'm doing a margarita. Hmm. Okay. All right. Switching back to uh, the old consistent, some good Kentucky juice, guys. I think I found a little gem. Oh um, baby, real yeah, treat! Is, yeah, real this is treat. a real treat. And this, I, I'm, I tell you what, guys, I think I found my new go-to. Uh, I'd heard about it, I'd, I'd read about it, and now I understand why it took me several months um, of of looking to find it. This is called Early Times Old Style Whiskey, guys. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Early wow. times, old style oh whiskey. Uh, so this is um, established uh, in 1860. Mm-hmm. Yeah, established in 1860. So, Ooh. I mean, uh, when you got an established date on there, you know you're legit. All right, so this is a bottled and <laughs> bond. So this is, of course, a 100 proof. You've been listening. You know when I say bottled and bond, you know it's 100 proof. That's a quiz. I will quiz you guys in a couple episodes if you remember that. Uh, so this is right in my wheelhouse. Uh, this is out of Louisville, Kentucky. And just Lord. looking at the back, um, yeah, yeah, extra, you know, and they got to get extra, extra. Right next to uh, Versailles. Versailles. Yeah. Freaking French. Um, <laughs> this is the, actually, I'm glad I looked at the back. I didn't realize this is actually owned by Sazerac. Um, so Pat uh, that's new. And, and last thing I'll say about this is early times, one of their staples is that they come in one liter, so you don't have to deal with the small 750 or anything like that. Mm. It's a standard one liter. Guys, can you guess the price? I want to do a little, uh, you know, um, who, price is right game. Can you guess the price of this Without beautiful going bottle over. right here? Mm. Yeah. No. Over. I'm going to go $23.99. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's if it's below Ezra Williams, it's um... – Ezra yeah. Williams or Evan Williams? Evan. Jeez, Louise. Ezra. Ezra, okay. Is it better the, than uh, Ezra? Hungarian, <laughs> Hungarian, Kentuckian. Uh, so if it's below Evan Williams, I'm going to say it, it's a leader. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say uh, $18.99. Oh, Mike wins. It's 22 Thanks. bucks. Mike went oh. over. Or Mark went over. I did twenty-two dollars okay. for a one that's liter. Like, uh, this wow, is phenomenal. I'm telling you what, guys. It is oaky. It is smoky. It is really smooth. Like Ooh. this is going to be a new go-to. Wow. It is a great sipper. It's going to be a great mixer. I'm telling you, this is this might this might overtake my kind of standard for a for a Buffalo Trace. I'm telling Jim you, it is Christmas. that this good. Is- 
You're hearing I'm it here first, you. folks. This could I'm be I'm telling crazy. you, this is – I understand why people like this, and it can be tough to find. So recommended, even for some people who are snobby, show up with a $22 one liter and mm. show them up and show them how much smoother it is and some of their – some good stuff. Don't get wrong. There's a lot better stuff out there, but this is phenomenal mm. for the price point. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad I finally found it. I'm only about – Call it halfway through, and I will definitely be picking up another top notch, guys. Early times, old style whiskey. Nice. Could be our first uh, sponsor here on the yeah. podcast. Um, uh, so I, you know, I was kind of, I was being tongue in cheek with that guess. I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, go low just for whatever effect. Well, you won. And Good job. Yeah, but. Um, what I didn't realize is that's a rebranding because I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of the old brands and I, yeah. So without COVID-inflation, I would have been right on because this is not a good, I mean, it's not top shelf. It's no, uh, no, don't get wrong. Like the old label. You're uh, bending over to get that one. You're bending way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. We're talking um, either bottom shelf or second to bottom shelf guys. And I'm telling you what, for the wow. price point, it makes sense. <clears throat> For the flavor, I'm telling you guys, it is it's second to top shelf. I'm telling you, it is that good. Um, this is a truly a a gem. Now it's not as far down as my uh, dear old aunt used to go, all the way down to Windsor. That's a uh, that's a, a little Ooh, bit little baby. bit lower. Oh yeah, when you guys, yeah, when you get into plastic bottle, you can't get yeah. lower, and you know you're gonna have a bad, bad next day when you get into even, plastic bottles. Even Seagrams, terrible. Okay. okay, all right, all right, all right. Let me. All right, I'm gonna take it back. I overreacted. It is not the worst. I've been to. I've been to plenty of places where that's the option. And don't get me wrong. A little, a little Seagram seven seven. I will never turn it down. Will I ever choose it ever buy it? No, but there is way worse. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what you said you use highlight for, Mark, but that uh, that Windsor stuff, I don't, you know. That's for washing the windows. <laughs> well, taking off the. Uh, like no wonder Mark's got so many uh, mosquitoes around his house. He's washing his windows with, uh, with beer. So. <laughs> yeah, so disgusting. Uh,. All right. Um, so for me this week, I um, I, I was kind of waffling back and forth. I was going to go with maybe something closer to an Oktoberfest or uh, a Dunkel or something in season. Hmm. Then I was going to go with a, a triple IPA uh, just because, you know, Stephen and I have been wondering how, how high it goes um, before it stops in terms of the uh, IPA multipliers. But then I saw it was 11%. So I decided given it's a Monday, I'll, uh, I'll, punt that one down the road so i've gone with um you know we've got we're going to talk about ice creams a little later so i was like thinking about some of the flavors i like and i had a few uh from martin they've got some really eclectic flavors um and there's one i think that steven and i like in particular which is like a jalapeno honey sour um but this one here this is a um peanut butter golden stout Hmm. it's uh it's called the statement of purpose don't ask me why um, it is eight percent, so it is it is stout, if you will. Um, but it's what's interesting is that when I think about 
peanut butter or coffee stouts, I usually think motor oil consistency, right? It's not something that you're going to be looking through. This one is, is more golden for sure. I don't think you'd ever, you know, think it was a stout, um, just by, just by looking at it. When I first drank it, um, you know, I, I did like it. Uh, I did like all the sort of the peanut butter notes, but I got to say, and I don't know if you gents like stouts, but I, I do like a good stout, especially, or, you know, most notably if it has peanut butter, coffee, uh, something to that effect. Um, but this one, not, not my favorite. Um, it's almost like, as it gets warmer, it's almost kind of like a, um, those Oktoberfests that we, that we don't like as, as they get warmer. So it continues to taste like peanut butter, but I, I think if I'm going to go with a peanut butter stout, I want it to be, um, very dark and, um, <clears throat> much more, uh, dessert like than golden, if you will. So, um, but yeah, definitely, um, I, you know, you'll, you'll probably never hear me promote a Porter, um, but, uh, the stouts, especially if they're, if something that, um, pairs well with, uh, you know, chocolate or peanut butter or coffee, um, you might, might like that, um, especially on draft. So I encourage you to, to give that a try. Um, if you haven't, haven't dabbled in the, uh, the peanut butter stouts. All right. Um, quick update on balls and net. So, uh, we did have a chance on Friday to go over there to the, uh, the craft grill that, uh, Steven had mentioned and, and try the, uh, the brisket, uh, quesadilla. I wanted to ask you, Mark, is there a reason why you got your, uh, sauces, um, on the side as opposed to both drizzled on top and available on the side? Yeah, it, no, about? it's uh, it's all about managing uh, intensity of flavor the way I want to. I don't want to be beholden to some other person's feelings of sauce, quotient, differential to, you know, tortilla slash meat. Uh, and I know these are some pretty heady topics, but <laughs> I want to manage my sauce mm. to bite, um, you know, proportion. And if you mix and mingle inappropriately, then it, it, the, it, it, it ruins everything. And I, to me, every bite is different. So depending on the brisket to tortilla ratio, I might go heavier on the, on the cream sauce or heavier on the Dr. Pepper sauce. It just depends. So, I mean, Dr. I, I really want barbecue. Dr. Pepper barbecue. I just want to manage that myself. I don't want to be, you know, at the whim of some, you know, front front end sous chef or, you know, the uh, the, the prep station, you know. So I want to man manage it myself. Sauces are fantastic. Quesadillas are fantastic. I want to manage the sauce to quesadilla ratio. It's science, really. I mean, it's I've been preparing this for, for this my whole life. Hmm. Yeah. You are the uh, the condiment king. I'm I'm a little. I'm the condiment king. I mean, you just got to manage, you know, uh, flavor, uh, flavor profiles. You don't want to lose the the meat flavor. You don't want to lose the the grilled tortilla flavor. I mean, and again, it goes bite to bite. To me, that's critical. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's I'm not amateur. I'm, like, I'm a little surprised you didn't just ask for the whole thing to come deconstructed. Just you know, bring me. My side of brisket, I thought about it. my I thought cheese, about it. my tortilla. Yeah. Mm. I thought that might have been a little pretentious given the the location. This is this wasn't traveler's table, 
Uh, <laughs> this is this was Craft Grill, and that might have been yeah. a little pretentious. I mean, we met the owner; and he was wearing suspenders and John Daly pants. So it's <laughs> hey, that's it's, what that's what chefs do. They always wear that's the what chefs do. Pants, that's man. fair. That's fair. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It, I have nothing but positive and high praise for Craft Grill. Yeah. I just need to manage my sauce distribution. Well, all, all credit to Stephen. I think Stephen was the one that uh, led us on to the the brisket quesadilla there. And I'm I'm always a little leery about brisket, um, but they, you know, they got like a perfect smoke and char on it. And the uh, brisket quesadilla, it's like the in its most perfect form. And they they've got some interesting um, sauces that come with that, some sort of spicy aioli, and then uh, as the aforementioned uh, Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. So it, it is delicious. It's so delicious, in fact, that we each got our own. Um, we were there to watch the Fulham uh, versus the uh, Nottingham Tricky Trees match. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Stephen couldn't figure out a place where, where they had Peacock streaming. So um, we didn't really watch it, but that was for the best uh, for Steven because the um, tricky cheese fell over again. They uh, mm. they stay 19th in the tables. Uh, Fulham pulls it out. So Fulham jumps all the way to um, sixth in the tables and um, mm. Bournemouth stays mired in the middle at 12. We got them right some... where we want them, Mike. We got them yeah, right, right where we want them. You know, as long as you don't get relegated. Um, that's we're gonna hope Nottingham can uh, can push through the rest of the season at least get a, a couple seasons up there in the mm-hmm. Premier League. There are a couple matches though, like uh, Man U and Leeds that were that were postponed, and you may think, well, why uh, why is that? Especially when all the other matches were going over the the weekend. Uh, now sometimes they do that because they've got you know 52 leagues going on at once in different tournaments. Sometimes they postpone. Or well, not cancel, but postpone a certain match because okay, man, you've got to go play in some other some other tournament <clears throat> or league on that in that given time. Um, but this one was actually because of the Queen, and uh, they didn't. It wasn't you know a case where they were going to cancel all matches for the Queen. It was just because this particular one, they didn't feel like they had enough police presence um, hmm. in order to. To manage, I guess the the bedlam that sometimes goes on in the in the stands. Um, I've been I've been to had the the fortune to go to two, and they have you know the the visiting uh, crowd sort of gets pigeonholed into a corner of the stadium, and they they line what they call stewards um, or police <clears> their <throat> security mm-hmm. guards down the sides of both of them to try to keep try to keep the peace. So. Um, anyway, hmm. uh, man, menu, my guess is probably will come away with a win there and still be, you know, somewhere around, uh, fourth, fifth or sixth, um, hmm. as they, they try to rebound. Are there any updates, Mark, on the, uh, the arrival of the kit, um, from, okay. from the UK? Um, the answer Maybe is Maybe you can no. pick it up. You pick it up on the way over to India. I actually thought about that, you know, dropping a little, uh, repelling wire or whatever uh i can confirm that we've been charged for it however <laughs> it did say that they would send me confirmation that it's been shipped uh but i haven't received that yet uh i also have backup plan in full effect my colleague that's over here uh, right now from the uk i told her about my plight 
And she said, yeah, you might have, you, you might need me to go pick that up for you. Uh, which she said she'd gladly do. Uh, I'm just a little concerned about uh, their international shipping, not including outside of like continental Europe. So we'll see. We'll see. I have not received the email that I was promised that it was shipped. I have received the email, however, where I was charged. Anyway, I'm doing all I can to support Bournemouth. This makes it a little challenging when they don't send me my stuff that I paid yeah. for. In case you haven't picked up on it on on the pod uh, over the weeks, uh, Mark's not the most uh, tech savvy. Not at all. Uh, I'm not afraid to the admit shed. Either. Nope. So I, I almost at all. I almost feel like, um, given what you're describing as it relates to shipping, maybe you didn't enter a shipping address. Maybe oh, you, you... I'm looking at the email. My address is in there. I see it. Okay. Maybe you missed. A, maybe you accidentally put you know something in the the, the country or the the province he, or something that he probably put the his his city of Cyprus in the country location. <laughs> so it's going to the country of Cyprus is where it's going to end up. That's a distinct, <laughs> distinct possibility. Uh, However, it does oh, say yeah. Texas in there. Does have USA? Has my zip code? That said, if some if some lucky kid. Uh, some lucky guy, Cyprusian, Cyprusian. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Uh, gets a jersey from Bournemouth. You know what? I feel like I've made the world a better place. So, and, uh, mm. jokes on me. That was sixty or seventy or I don't know what the exchange rate is. A million. I don't even know what a pound is to dollars. But I'm assuming something about now. Yeah. Okay. It's so kind of one know, to one seventy now. bucks. That's a seventy dollar experiment. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, we look forward to it arriving and then not fitting you. And you Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, on to cowhide. So, uh, you know, we're this can be a staple here for us uh, throughout the um, college uh, football season and the NFL season. So um, I guess we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on Oklahoma State. Oh, uh, yeah. So they end up uh, they end up knocking off Arkansas Pine Pine Bluff. I'm sure that was nobody's uh, you know no to no one's surprise. Uh, I guess they Pride of Pine Bluff. Hey, their their best performance was at halftime. They you know they're part of the group of schools that their best thing about them is their band, and they supposedly did a bang up job, and uh, they did uh, do the state of Oklahoma. So a little, you know, a little ode to us that we're letting them come there, and I'm sure they got a nice payday. Nice. So, yeah, supposedly that was good. Okay, and you, you know, you all said that there are certain uh, certain games where Vegas doesn't call a line um, mm. for various reasons. Now, I was skeptical because, you know, <clears throat> I think Alabama or some other teams had like 50. I, I don't know if I saw a 60 point line, but I definitely saw something in the 50s. Uh, for some of these other games last week as we, you know, are still in an early part of the season and teams are playing, um, <clears throat> as Stephen would say, sisters of the poor. Mm. Um, I think the lot, they did finally end up posting a line for that game. It was somewhere around 54, 55, yes. which I think is almost exactly, um, exactly what what ended up being the, uh, the differential in points between. So that's, it's always incredible to me. Um, I, 
you know, I, I was commenting to Mark when we were when we were hanging out on Saturday that I like to think if I if I was in Vegas and I, you know, had a, a few big ones or large ones on me, I would have uh, unloaded all of it on the Oklahoma game. I mean, I think they were like a 10 or 11 point favorite mm-hmm. over Nebraska as the as the sixth uh, team in the country. And I was just like mm-hmm. that. And, and that was a no brainer. And they ended up killing them. Uh, but and so sometimes, you know, those odds, I'd say, are um, obviously not great and they can't get them all right. Uh, but this one, somehow they they sort of knew. And it's uh, that's always a gamble right early on in the season when they're taking taking, you know, mm-hmm. eight teams out, putting in other players and, uh, you know, giving up towards the end of the game. So um, I don't know. Are, do either of you have any sort of idea as to how you know, Vegas might figure out that it's 55 versus 45 versus 35. Do you you have any idea? You know, here's my thing is like, either they have some guys who are just phenomenal guessers looking at game scores, doing some comparison and getting really close. Or here's like my far-fetched, you know, again, this might uh, go down a funky path here, but like if there's such thing as time travelers, like they work in Vegas because they're like gimme games like in in all sports, right? Like you said, that OU Mm. game. There's some other ones that are gimmies, and they have other ones that are games like you have, they're like, oh, no way they're going to cover that. No way. And it's like right almost online. Like one point, and it's just, it's insane how close they can get OSU's game, for example. So again, uh, you know, again, there, there. I know that there are a lot of experts there, a lot of uh, expert guessers. But if there's such thing as a time traveler, they they might work. In Here's the thing: it's um, it's actually much more. I actually do know this because I asked once. It's very mathematical, a lot of algorithms, and the idea behind the line or the odds for Vegas and for these bookies and bookmakers, excuse me, is to get an equal amount of play on both sides of the line so that they can make money and they can make a a haircut on either side and not have to pay out. You know, if they make $110 on one side and 105 on the other side, they want to make that five bucks, right. Or whatever it is. It's so it's with, with, you know, with uh, the, the apparent payout. So it's to me, it's, and to what I understand, it's really trying to get play on both sides and then taking whatever the haircut is. And they do this enough that over the course of the season and all the other games, that's how they make their money. But they also do it with a lot of algorithms, a lot of, you know, historical information, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm with you, Mike. Like, how did they come up with whatever it was for Oklahoma State, Pine Bluff, 56 points or 50.55.5? It's like, what in the world? You know, how did they come up with that? And then be almost spot on, but then do the Nebraska OU game, as we were talking about, 11 points, I mean, back up the Brinks truck. You know, it's like we should have just bet the house and the farm and the neighbor's yeah. farm on that thing because that was that was bad. But who knows? Maybe they had something in their algorithm or what they thought was going to happen. I, I don't know. That, that one so was are crazy you, to me. Are you telling me then that the bookmakers, at least in, in some instances or respects, are actually playing – on the betting public, so they're saying I'm I'm going to make it a 56 point line to entice a whole bunch of people to to take the points, and then there's 
there's just no way that they can end up having that big of a differential. And so they're basically hoodwinking everybody and taking their money. Yeah, I mean, truly, that's what it is, right? They want to get half the people on one side and half the people on the other side, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, it's all about exposure too, right? So, I mean, to me, it's, again, this is getting into the fundamentals of math and gambling and all that kind of stuff, but it's like they want it to be, and the line will move, again, also based upon who's going where, right? So, I mean, it could, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying the Oklahoma State Pine Bluff line moved, but it's like, there's lots of things that generate play on either side. Um, anyway, I don't mean to get yeah, gross, okay. but like that's the, the idea. You know, going into a game, so like the morning of, you'll see li- you can see lines move three points, five points because they might get some massive bets on one side. Like somebody might know some information. They might have millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands come in on one side, and then that line moves to entice betting the yep. other way. But it's it's kind of crazy when the lot when all the money comes in on one side that line's going to move the other direction. Uh-huh. Um, so it's interesting. It's always interesting to see. Like I follow a couple of gamblers and they say watch the early money yep. and then the late the money, late to money. See the yep. early moves and uh-huh. late money to kind of help you. And that, uh, especially when you go into Super Bowl, it's kind of like the best time to learn because there's so much gambling talk, mm-hmm. insider kind of talk, like. Super around the Super Bowl is a great time because they really get into the money, the early and the late stuff. One eight hundred gambler, folks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yep. no, there's uh, that's uh-huh. some good amateur uh, <clears throat> sports betting information there. But um, we'll keep an eye on that. I, I think maybe at some point I'd like to introduce a sub segment of this where we we look at the lines for the top twenty five and um, pick a, a a guaranteed lock of the century, if you will. And I feel like that Oklahoma Nebraska game was pretty close to the guaranteed lock. Yes. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, the boilers take it in the shorts Uh, again. um, As Mark mentioned, we we got a chance to watch it. It was fun. It was fun watching it. Good fun. fun. Well, it was fun until, you know, there was, uh, I'll call it, you know, 10 or so uh, potential pass interference plays at the end of the game. And then, of course, there was, you know, inconsistent calls on on every one of them. I think that the teams actually combined for about 46 points in the um, in the fourth quarter. So the three of us probably could have done a better job playing defense than than those two teams. I guess they were slick on the carrier dome in the uh, in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter. But um, it was just extremely frustrating. Again, no grand visions of the Boilers doing much this season, but uh, to lose like that is um, very frustrating. Um, I I think something I I never saw before was a a team kick off from like the <laughs> the opponents like forty yard line or something. I don't know. We we didn't have sounds. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I think the Boilers compounded about five penalties after a, after a Syracuse touchdown and um, toward the end of the game and Syracuse actually ended up kicking off from, from Purdue's 40. It was pretty, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. The guy kicked it out of the carrier dome um, on that mm-hmm. one. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll continue to watch that. The Boilers uh, hallmark the last couple seasons has been knocking off big teams. So I'm sure they'll, oh, yeah. You know, they'll get a few things clicking and they'll give, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Harbaugh or somebody a run for their money at the end of the season. But uh, that's about all we 
all we got to hold on to for now. So living living vicariously through Gundy and the uh, podcast host here with with Oklahoma State at least for now. Um, I guess they I guess they would would they play two games? Now they got to take a break. They're not even playing. They're three. Oh, they played play three. three. They're three. Oh, no. Come on. Apologies. Apologies. We got our three. First bye week. Or excuse me, our only bye week coming up before Baylor. So it's a it's a good mm-hmm. week. We got a good win. We got two weeks to prep for Baylor. One mm-hmm. of our harder games this season. And uh, yeah, excited. Hey, the Boilers got Florida Atlantic uh, this week at home. So might be bounce back three. part. Bounce back part two. You know, lose to Penn State, bounce back against Indiana State. I think they're uh, 19 and a half. Yeah, there you go. 19 and a half. They should should handle the FAU, but uh, you never know. (laughs) Well, I was was lucky because uh, I was there um, last Monday, and they do, I guess they they used to do this thing when I was in school there, and and they do this thing now where I think it's like every touchdown, it's 5% off at the bookstores. So they had scored like 56 or something. Ooh. So I ended up getting 40% oh, yeah. off some merch. Nice. Um, so OSU have, does have... that as well. That was always okay. nice. Yeah. Back so when my... I went to school there, uh, <laughs> we would be like, Hey, if we complete the game, you get, uh, you can come shop on weekends because we sucked. So if like we oh. completed the game, you could come shop. Mm-hmm. pay money so i mean we weren't great but hey i love it i love that we now uh you know score touchdowns uh, yeah i don't know yeah anyway. so i'll be i'll have my my sweatshirt on this weekend sweat my balls oh. off um whoa 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 okay good good but uh anyway family podcast ch- mike family podcast. chance to uh ch- chance to watch uh, Cowboys game on Sunday is a little uh, Romo and Nance. So yeah, it was oh, yeah. Uh, it was entertaining. I don't know if he's the best in the game, but are, are always uh, clairvoyant enough to actually know what he's talking about. But um, that was that was pretty interesting. And uh, you know, uh, Cooper Rush and uh, McCarthy and and uh, it's it's so funny. I just love how they they pan over to Jerry at the end of the game. They end up kicking a uh, game game winning field goal. Um, any idea where Cooper Rush uh, went went to college? Do either of you know the uh, the uh, stand in? Didn't go to Northern Illinois, something like that. Close the uh, Northern Iowa. To, he's a uh, he's a Chippewa, Chippewa Central Michigan. So, ah, uh, you, you know what, Mike? Here's my biggest problem: uh, is that being in Houston, if the Texans are on at the same time as the Cowboys. Yep. They have to black out the cowboy. Black it out. So we didn't get to see the Nance Romo syrupy voices <laughs> covering America's team. We had to watch the Texans, which is an abomination. I mean, which is was it was not good. The home team it was it was challenging. Yeah, uh, it was it was tough. It was really no. They played in Denver, and that's the other thing. I think there's some certain stipulations on where they play, depending on when they play. Yeah, just. Anyway, we didn't yeah. get to watch the Cowboy game. Yeah, it was nice. It was it was exciting, and um, yeah, you know, like I I guess the last thing I'll mention is just um, you know I, I I think I had my last last chance, last glimmer of hope for the Collinsworth slide, and they um, last night it was uh, Aaron Rodgers, a Rodgers. Oh yeah, the Bears. They end up uh, just taking care of them no problem but uh 
again, no Collinsworth slide. I, you know, I'd love to be in mm. a production meeting or, you know, mm-hmm. planning meeting or something with Collinsworth and Tariko and, and, uh, Tariko is just like, Chris, <laughs> Chris, please, please do the slide. Chris, Chris, please, just please do, do it. the slide. Just do it. And he's like, you're, you're not Al Michaels. Just shut up, Mike. And, um, <laughs> Because I don't, I don't get it. It's just, it's, it's just ruining. It's just ruining my, my Sunday, Sunday nights. So, um, I, I, I gotta get, gotta get Amazon figured out because I need, I need a little, Seriously. I need a little Michaels back. Um, mm-hmm. He's the, the missing, missing ingredient there. So, uh, maybe to sweeten things up a little bit after uh, Tariko and Collinsworth have soured me. <laughs> Um, so I inter- reintroduced Flavor Country um, for this week. So, uh, you know, Stephen did some shots fired on some of the uh, traditional ice cream brands. And so just wanted to kind of bring that to light, you know, talk through that a little bit. Because, um, you know, one of the things Mel Pappy always says is there's no <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad donut. And um kind of feel like you know ice cream for me it's one of those things where it doesn't matter you know how full i am how many trips i've taken to the you know the the pizza buffet can always make room for a gallon of ice cream and um (laughs) and i'm a i'm a big toppings guy i I love my toppings Uh i also actually pretty good uh pretty big uh frozen yogurt uh, fan as well i think i've taken mm-hmm. mark to the cleaners a few times gone down gotten some frozen yogurt you know oh, yeah. get you know you you gotta get the, the two or three yeah two or three flavors mixed together but then you really go to work on them when you mm-hmm. you know you ladle on the uh the toppings the candies and then the fudge and the caramel and the peanut butter and the whipped cream and it's just That's how you do it and then you go good. weigh it and then you practically could have bought like <laughs> Five five for the price of one froyo. Yeah, they jack they jacked the uh, price up a little bit. I think, but I think Mark was like, "Hey, let me weigh that." He was kind of lifting up on it a little bit just to. (laughs) I help you out. I show you some of the tricks of the trade. Yeah, tricks of the trade. But um, so anyway, I uh, I was talking through last time um, about some of the. I, I think I was talking about. Um, we were talking about Brad Nestler. I always equated him to uh, <laughs> Bressler's uh, ice cream. So I, and I, you know, I, I think one of my friend's dads, like growing up, had had called it Bressler's, you know, thirty-one flavors or something. I was like, what are you talking about? Like his, his name's Brad Nestler. There's obviously Baskin Robbins thirty-one flavors, but believe it or not, there was a Bressler's thirty-three flavors. And so I think huh. I think that might have come before. Um, Baskin Robbins, but that you know that kicked off a bit of a conversation. Uh, Stephen, you know, just went right out on the raggedy edge and and went with some some all time favorites and Bluebell, uh, which is of course a, a Texas favorite. I don't think I had heard of Bluebell before I moved down to Texas, so I don't know if it had always been out there and been on the shelves, oh, and we just never bought it. But then we, you know, we moved down and then they almost went under because of the Listeria. Uh, they're located in Brenham, Texas, in case you don't know. But now, of course, they're they're back from the grave and they have some of the most dynamite flavors. Like one of my I think one of my dreams would be working like R&D 
um, at uh, <laughs> at Bluebell because some of the some of these flavors they like. I think they had like a sugar cookie. Uh, they've got like a like a king cake one. I mean, some of these some of these flavors mm-hmm. they come out with are absolutely dynamite. And even just some of the traditional ones, they've got one uh, we love that's called a cookie two step, which is a hybrid mm-hmm. of uh, top notch cookie dough and uh, and cookies and cream. So. Mm-hmm. It, there's no no argument there uh, with Bluebell, and then Stephen also mentioned Tillamook. Now, I Jeez. this is an I don't apparently I I don't know apparently I live like uh, what's the saying live under a rock or something because it's it's like these things ex, these things exist and then I and then I don't know about them and then they just bam they just like and I start hmm. you know start going over to my sisters and I see like bags of like Tillamook cheddar and then of mm-hmm. course you see you know gallons of, of Tillamook ice cream and I looked at at least one article Stephen that said that Tillamook was was actually ranked um number one or close to the top in terms of uh you know quality and flavor um, yep. of ice cream so uh I guess you know you can't can't argue with the internet so if if you haven't if you haven't tried Bluebell and you can get it. Encourage you to do that. Tillamook. I think I'm gonna have to buy um, a few gallons or half gallons just to to try that out. I, I do need to pay attention next time. For instance, I go back home to see if Bluebell is actually available on the shelves. I feel like now it's probably nationwide, but um, not yet. They have in the okay. last like 10, 15 years, like really expanded their distribution, but I know it's still not everywhere. Cause actually I was speaking with some of my uh, coworkers up in Michigan about this and they don't have it in Michigan, but a lot of them have been to Illinois and, and maybe even Indiana had it and gotten it. But um, so it's, it's still not everywhere okay. uh, I feel okay. bad for the folks. It's not everywhere, but yeah, bluebell, um, and if you want, I can give you my favorite flavor of Bluebell and Tillamook if you want to go there. But Please. I stand by what I said last time, which is Dryers, Briars, two companies that couldn't even come up with original names. They had a cheat up, one cheated off the other, and they both uh, suck. Uh, um, stand by that hot take. Okay, let me start with Bluebell, right? Okay. Um, you already said probably my second favorite, which is the cookie two-step. But let me just say, you can't go wrong. They got the original vanilla. They got the vanilla bean, mm. uh, the, the cookie dough, mm. the chocolate chip, the, the uh, mint chocolate chip, all top-notch, right? The very best one of the non-traditional, right? So, again, you can't go wrong with your standards. But of the non-traditional flavors is the seasonal and rotational the Bluebell Cookies and Cream Cone. Oh. That, okay, I don't know if you remember, when you were maybe, when y'all were younger, this could even be like, I don't know, y'all are older than me. But in, wow. when I was in elementary school, we <laughs> would have, once a week, the ice cream cart come by, and we could get them, and it was the ice cream cone in the yellow bag that it was the the kind of, chocolatey cone the mm. cookie dough ice cream and then the chocolate um hard chocolate around the top it is mm. that but in an ice cream oh yeah oh it is guys it you're talking is, like a drumstick yeah like a drumstick i'm sending you guys it right now just so you can see and visualize what i'm talking about but mm. um 
needless to say, when I found this amazingness, I went through two half gallons like abnormally oh, fast. Like it was extra Peloton days <laughs> to uh, work off the extra cream that I was in taking, uh, you know, ice cream. Oh, it, it was uh, it was rough sledding for a bit, but it phenomenal. Mm. It, it's I want to say it's like a first quarter. Like it's kind of I want to say it's kind of wow. January through March kind of a thing. So uh, needless to say. When that is back on the shelf in the half gallons, mm. Stevie will be on the hunt. Stevie will be on the hunt. When's the last Urban time? Urban Hunter little, Ice Cream Hunter. Yeah. When's the last time little Stevie had that? Uh, probably <laughs> uh, March. Okay, okay. I think they have it out in like the pints or something like that, I think I saw, but I, mm. I don't think they have it in the half gallons right now. So. Okay. I don't okay. understand why that has to be seasonal. What about Tom? I agree. It, I hope it sells phenomenally this next year and they make it a standard because that it, it's it's a complete uh, sham that that is not a standard. Um, so I'm going to start spreading the word. Hopefully this podcast gets to thousands of listeners, millions and millions. standards. Okay. Billions. On to Tillamook, keeping this baby rolling. Tillamook. As Mike noted, <laughs> top-notch ice cream, creamery. As Mark noted, that's cheese. Yes, same base product. From a cow. Cow's milk. Yes, Mark. Mm-hmm. That's how the, you know, if you didn't know that. Not um, cheese. I don't watch TV. Uh, yeah, not cheese. Hot cheese. All right. Anyways, the flavor <laughs> that I would recommend, Mike, for you to pick up is Tillamook Mudslide. It is mm-hmm. smooth chocolate ice cream with ribbons of rich fudge. With mm. chocolatey chips. Oh, baby, it is mm. good. Um, and it's also nice that it comes in like a one and a half quarts. So it's not as big. You don't feel as bad going through it. But <laughs> right. that just means you're buying it more often. So mm. it really, it works out the exact same. Um, but very good. So smooth. Yeah, that that's the number one for Tillamook. Haven't really tried many of the others, but oh, man, that is good. Did you uh, grow up on, on Tillamook or Bluebell? Grew up on Bluebell. Always Bluebell. Okay. Always had a vanilla in the freezer. Uh, vanilla bean. Let me be clear on that. Always the vanilla bean. Uh, Tillamook, I found the last couple of years. I don't, I, I don't think that their ice cream has been out or at least distributed here for a very long time. Uh, but as soon as I kind of heard about it somehow, how good it was, tried it, and yeah, they're it's I kind of flip flop uh, between Bluebell and uh, Tillamook. Hmm. Okay, we'll have to do a little research on that because I don't mm-hmm. I don't recall Tillamook being around. Um, I I had always heard of like Tillamook cheese. I think in the context of it being like a type of cheddar or something, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. recall it being a being a company. Me neither. Um. So yeah, uh, brought like briars and. And dryers, I mean, I guess kind of like you know, standard issue. Um, then there's you know, there's there's Ben and Jerry's, there's Hagen Doss. Hagen Doss, I know I've got my favorite, and but I, I maybe I'll ask the old man given he's been to eight continents and three world fairs. Is there a particular uh brand or type that (laughs) you've been to nine continents and seven world fairs? Thank you very much. Uh, you've named a lot of them. I think one, Mike, that I would add to your, uh, maybe your old stomping grounds of the North, uh, graders. Ah, you dirty rat. 
Uh, I've had that because of both my, my parents are from the Ohio, Ohio Valley, uh, Indianapolis, uh, and I have had me some Grater's ice cream. I think that is one of the more, I could be wrong, probably one of the oldest. Okay, sorry. Let me, I don't want Department of Corrections myself. One of the older ice cream brands out there. And I think it's, uh, I think that's fantastic. And I don't know how far south you can get some of that stuff, but I've had it. And I think that's some fantastic ice cream. I think I've had their strawberry. Um, and I think Grater's is, is fantastic. Um, you've named all the other ones that I would have named Briars, Dryers, Blue Bunny is another one. Maybe that's a Southern thing, but that's a, another ice cream. But, uh, I'm like you, like if I'm at the Mexican restaurant and I've just stuffed myself on Mexican food and on mm-hmm. the way out, it's the ice cream, you know, swirl slash mm-hmm. vanilla slash chocolate. This guy's getting an ice cream cone. I don't care how much it hurts. So, I mean, ice cream to me is the quintessential American treat. So anyway, those are, those are my ads. I love ice cream. I don't, I, I'll never kick it out of bed for eating crackers kind of thing. Yeah. I, That's uh, a saying. Look that up. I was going to, I was going to top, uh, no, no pun intended. I was going to top Steven with graders. No, you I feel stole terrible. the show. Oh man. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, I'll just cut out your part. Um, okay, perfect. But it's, uh, it's interesting because, yeah, you can get it, I think, probably at most Kroger's. It's a Cincinnati company out yeah. of Ohio. Oh, yeah. So you can, you can get it at Kroger. Um, you know, I'm lucky because I'm heading back to Indy oh, in, uh, going in to October, Indy. visit my nephew for his birthday, going to Connor Prairie, all that kind of good mm. stuff. Allegedly, there is a greater store in Indianapolis. So I will be, oh I will be heading there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to need a be, shirt. I'm going to need maybe. something. I'll bring you some ice cream. Okay, um, perfect. So, but the thing that you got to try if you haven't, and they and, and I, they used to pride themselves on, they, they do like a French pot small batch type That's their thing. thing, is their small batch French pots. So yes, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, yeah. They may have sold out, though, to, to bigger oh. sizes, but they have their signature flagship flavor is a blackberry chocolate. And I, you, you don't even necessarily have to like it, but it's just something about the, yes. the creaminess and the combination. Oh, yeah. And they got giant chunks of chocolate in there, and it—I mean, it is just absolute dynamite. And you'll—you'll you'll just down the whole thing. So I wish it wasn't so late. I'd go eat me some ice cream right now. Yeah. This is intense. Have you had it, Stephen? No, I. Th- okay. It's great. I was looking it up, and that's the flavor that caught my eye. So you saying that? I'm not really a Kroger shopper, but I might have to make a special trip by Kroger's and see if they have it because oh, that's yeah. telling you, it's fantastic. It is worth it. It's good ice cream, but I mean, it's good ice cream. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, Mike, I, I apologize um, for stealing your thunder. I didn't no, know you were going there. It's okay. I, I put you in a corner. Stephen yes. Stephen took all the good ones and declared the standard yeah. issue ones trash. So, um, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, we still had graders. Maybe Ooh. on another uh, episode, we can talk about ice cream cakes and uh, and whether or not you all like that. But um, I guess you know. One part of the universe just goes to hell in a handbasket with Collinsworth, but the other, the other part just corrects itself. And uh, HEB is making its way up here to uh, to northern Texas, and it'll be um, expanding into the the Frisco area. So I uh, oh man, I, 
everything is now right with the world. And uh, if you if you haven't had a chance to go to HEB, it's so uh, you guys got Central Market and HEB. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be wow making making my my way up there, driving by okay all the other stores, including okay. the Krogers, to to get yeah. up there. All right, uh, on to Marnak the mediocre. So um, we uh, I did because I can't understand the uh, time space continuum uh, asked for a president's cup prediction a little early. That's okay. We've got that one in the vault. We got it in the vault for next time. Um, So the question this week for Marnak is, will Iowa state beat Baylor in, in college football? And so that's particularly relevant because um, as we mentioned, Oklahoma state um, already gassed into their bye week So they will, uh, once they return, they will, will, We'll see. play Baylor. Uh-huh. So I um, think this promises to, at least on paper, be a pretty good game. But uh, what say Marnak? On paper, I agree with you. It's a good game. You know, I like to – I like. I'm a, I'm a big trend guy here. Baylor is coming off, uh, you know, the – they started out the season with Albany, the powerhouse, and then went to BYU and lost in double overtime – and then come back with a Texas State victory last week. Uh, Iowa State started out with a Southeast Missouri win. When then they went to Iowa, and I, you know, it seems like Iowa probably scored a couple safeties and maybe some random point or two somehow because <laughs> that's what Iowa does. Iowa State won, uh, and then they also beat Ohio. So to me, um, strength of schedule is is kind of all over the place here. I think both of them have some, you know. A big win, Iowa and BYU. I think they both have some powder puffs, basically the other games. I think both teams are a a bit, you know, tested and then untested. I think they've had some folks, you know, some uh, key positions go in and out. I think their their quarterbacks are are doing okay. I think they've got some stuff they need to figure out from a running back perspective. Baylor, Baylor lost a few folks last year, but they're returning a lot of people. I'm setting myself up to say here, uh, it's pretty much a coin flip, but uh, I, in this case, I like to go, if it's a coin flip, uh, generally you you favor the home team. Mm. Uh, I I don't have a huge, you know, I, Marnak generally has a lot of premonitions here and the envelope uh, that I'm going to this week uh, is my local pest control company that's uh, you know sent me some coupons? Um, yeah, it's a it's a good envelope. I like it. It's nice. It's a little colorful. Um, but I'm going with the home team. I mean, I think I think Iowa State might be favored by like two points. You know, generally you give a, a team on equal footing three points for being at home. Yeah, I think they're favored there. I think some of the matchup predictors have Baylor slightly ahead. I think if ba- – so, I like Iowa State at home. I think they've got a lot to prove. I think Baylor coming in as a, you know, top 25 team also wants to show that they're legit. They're going into their Oklahoma State game at home, um, you know, the following week. Uh, I If Baylor fires on all cylinders from, you know, their, their quarterback and running back, I think they could pull it out, but I like Iowa State just a bit because they're at home. So if I have to pick, I'm going Iowa State at home. They're going to slow the game down just a bit. They're going to try to, uh, you know, keep, 
keep Baylor off the ball, so to speak, from an offensive perspective. But uh, I like Iowa State at home. I think they got they wow. got a few things that they're trying to prove. Um, yeah, I don't know. That might be counterintuitive, but I like Iowa State at home. Well, it's uh, it's it's a big, uh, big, I don't know, big twelve slash ten showdown. Big twelve, so. ten, ten, nine showdown. You know, it's uh, uh like I said, I think I, it, again, I'm picking Iowa State, but if Baylor comes out and does what I think they could do uh, offensively, it it could be a long day for Iowa State. That's all. Okay. I, yeah. I think they're both good teams, and I, I really think that they got they both, you know. Got a lot going for them, but I think Iowa State at home slightly favored just because they're at home. Mark, just I'm not. I think I'm. I'll pre-department to correct you. I yeah. think the first time you said it might have been right. The second time you did say teams have key wins, and you said Iowa and BYU. Baylor lost to BYU, so just wanted to, wanted to clarify no, no. that. I got you. I'm saying they lost to them in double overtime. But I'm saying we, had, we were talking had, about key victories, and we said Iowa State, games, Iowa, big potato, potato, big potato. games. And I, I watched no, no, the just whole pre pre DOC. I'm with you. I'm watching. I'm with you. I watched the whole Baylor game, BYU game, Baylor BYU game. Uh, that was an interesting. Uh, I don't know. Some home cooking there. That's all I'm saying. Double OT. Double OT. All right. Well, that's that's going to be an interesting one, and I know um, both of you will be particularly interested in that one, given that. Oh uh, yeah, Baylor it's always plays. funny, right? You, do do you want the team you're about to play to win or lose? If they lose, win. you know, they're going to run a lot of laps. That they win, you know, they're feeling cocky. So there's part of me. It's like, man, I hope Baylor wins. Part of me feels like you should be a bookie, Mark. Oh yeah, I know how to you play know, both sides. You always want them to win. It's kind of like of nothing worse than like a spurned gambler. Well, oh, did I yeah. say that right? Spurned gambler. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't want a team who who knows that they should win games. Like, you yep. want them to win. You'd rather them coming in kind of on their high horse oh, yeah. kick mob versus coming in. Oh, yeah. And they got a point to prove. And and that can be – we've oh. always used had a lot of these games where the team loses before – they come in and it's like holy no crap! They came bueno. to play. So I, mm-hmm. I'm always a proponent of uh, the team that is better that you're about to play to to win. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah, always a big proponent to that. Plus, we need our our better Big Twelve teams and ranked teams to win. Just because That's fair. I agree. Uh, I'm a proponent of the Big Twelve. So, yeah. well, no line yet on the. Um... September 30th game between Oklahoma State and Baylor, but uh, better believe we'll be talking about that one. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Marnak. Uh, Department of Yeah. Department of Corrections for this evening. Um, so, a few things. Uh, Mark, you mentioned Jeez. that uh, Come on. Jet, you mentioned Jetta and Bangkok being particularly challenging from a time zone perspective. I I don't find it to be that challenging. It's only a four hour differential. So it's like East East coast, West coast kind of thing. That's not, that's not all that bad. Yeah. Goof troop. Nah. Uh, You know, 12 hours ahead. I might, I might have, this might be the first on air uh, dispute (laughs) of the department of corrections. Bangkok's Mm. 12 hours ahead. Jetta, you know, what is that? Like 11 hours ahead? I know. That's a challenge from here in Houston. Okay. Well, we'll have to look at the live schedule to see how much <laughs> time passes between those two. But that's not 
that's not Bangkok, so bad. Uh, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. I just saw that. Uh, okay. They got a little time. Anyway, you're all right. All right. I respect that. My bad. Uh, I, so I, yeah, we, I suck at saying sometimes I said, uh, no news is bad news. Mm. I'm referring to the, this whole live saga. It was actually no press is, is bad press. So there you go. I, I was close, uh, whatever. Uh, Steven, you, uh, you were talking about your, uh, Don Campero, uh, Mezcal <laughs> and you mentioned it was the Joven, Artisanal, which is of course the Hoven Artisanal. Artisanal. I mean, yeah, that's Texas for you, but I, I feel you. I feel you. Which uh, actually, I think translates something to like a uh, young, young, crafty yep. youth, um, yep. something to that effect. So, um, uh, and you yes. you didn't happen to bring that to the parking lot for shooters either, so that's a shame yeah, on you. Yeah, seriously. I was oh, ready. give me a break. You guys are such Nances. You wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Don't take uh, Jim Nance's name in vain. He wouldn't. He, he's obsessed with He's Nance's teacher's <laughs> pet. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was talking about Appalachia State knocking off Norder Lame that I got a whole bunch of things conflated there. So, of course, Marshall beat Norder Lame. Appalachia State knocked off AM this season, but Appalachia State was one of the original giant killers knocking off Jimmy Harbaugh oh, yeah. in Michigan um, at the early part of his tenure there. So, and then I think App State had a, had a uh, crazy game uh, game day. What's mm-hmm. the uh, what what's I'm I'm getting a mid Department of Corrections. No, no, no. Here. Yeah, I, no. You, you might have misunderstood him, Stephen. It was not Jim Harbaugh's time at Appalachia State. It was his time at Michigan. Michigan. Where Appalachia State beat them oh yeah you both are both wrong no i think you're right was it was it ford or car it was definitely that's my point i'm just saying he's not he was not talking about appalachia state well but i i think what he's no no i know that that, but at that harbaugh was thousand percent not there in like oh four or something like that so yeah no no. oh i got you yeah i I don't i'm not disputing that i'm just saying he wasn't talking about Harbaugh at no, Appalachia no, State. No, a thousand percent. No, he's Got never it. been there. I'm talking about Michigan. Yep, I'm with you. I I, for, I forget what the um what the name of the coach was, but I'm sure somebody will somebody will write in and tell us there. Oh yeah. Uh, so Mark, you you had mentioned that you were with Kim, Kimberly for 25 years. If you said 99, that's not 25 years. So I guess there's a a bit of a rounding error there, but that was a double revisit department of corrections there so i did go back and check check the tapes um what's the difference though when you when you get to I, that many years i don't really think it years, yeah. matters i've anymore. known her since 98 so maybe that's what i was thinking i have no excuses terrible whatever just just keep getting the anniversary gifts yeah, um, that's exactly right <laughs> you uh mark you had mentioned come on the Dallas Mixmaster, and I thought for sure, <laughs> I thought for sure that was, I I didn't know what to think about that. That's that's, that's true. Legit. So, oh yeah. yeah, if you have not been to to Dallas or DFW, it is spaghetti roads here. It's like you know a child boiled a pot of al dente pasta and threw it on the map, and they that's how they came up with the road system. So apparently, the Mixmaster is some sort of interchange in and around yeah. downtown and it happens to if you if you've not been to dallas or houston 
as Mark mentioned last episode, the highest points are generally some sort of um, overpass or interchange on on our um, abundant amount of highways. Oh, yeah. And I will say, luckily, we don't have any, like, super young listeners because they might think the Mixmaster is like a local DJ. So, yeah, yeah, we're talking (laughs) about roads here. Yeah. I it's mean, I'm, pretty... known, I'm known to frequent the club, Stephen. So it's it's a pretty cool name. I I was oh, yeah. I was quite enthralled. I I had to write I had to check that out right away. So check out the Mixmaster oh, if you. Yeah. It's not not at all what you thought it was. Um, Stephen, you mentioned the oh. word memorandum um, in regards <laughs> yeah. to to nine right. eleven. Uh, it's it's of course not an office. Uh. A, a, you know, a circulated office um, document, but. Uh, it, it reminded me of this King of Queens episode where uh, probably several where Doug uh, Heffernan is trying to uh, seem smarter than he is. I think in one episode he's talking about uh, uh, lawyer speak and he's talking about the chain of causation and some other things. And uh, I just remember his wife, Carrie, uh, mentioned something to the effect of, you know, you might want to stick with words, you know, there, big boy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's good, good advice for, for all of us on here. Never. Uh, yeah. And then Steven, you mentioned, so I got some more context at dinner on Saturday, which was hilarious, but mentioned something about not being able to buy a Nottingham kit because of your, your credit card being linked to your checkings and savings. And um, I, I I didn't know what that meant, but I guess that's some sort of um, who's Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart joke. Kevin okay. Hart joke. Sorry, went right over our our yeah. podcasters' heads. But yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart joke. I clearly failed at telling it, and you just don't know him. But hey, anyways, uh, but yeah, no problem with the checking and savings. Just a joke, fellas. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go uh, YouTube that one. And then lastly, um, so Stephen, this one's more just for your, I would yes. say, your well-being. So you made some claims around Secret Service agents and other things uh, potentially being taken out by the Clintons. So just, just looking out for your well-being, you know, you might want to uh, sleep with one eye open. Uh, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> We better watch yourself. I don't want you, uh, you know, getting in with the wrong crowd there. No, I appreciate that. I, I think, honestly, you saying that reminding me, I probably should just go ahead and get a will started. And yep. I included in that, I will personally write in the name of my replacement. And I expect you guys to abide by that. No switcheroos. Right. So that will be right. in there in case I do get Clinton sided um, <laughs> for my comments. <laughs> Uh, okay. Hey. I can't. I can't wait to see who it is. Me too. All right. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and uh, round out the podcast with local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. What are your thoughts for the week? <sighs> I mean, it probably goes without saying, but uh, I'll say it anyway. You know, you got to cherish your loved ones. Fuck. You know, it's uh, it's important to, uh, you know, remember the people in your family, your friends. I think this weekend highlighted it even more for me that uh, good friends are important uh, and probably mean more than, uh, you know, and the work we do or the, the goofy stuff we get caught up with uh, at, in the job. And it's more about uh, 
having a good time and, and hanging out with people and uh, surrounding yourself with good people. And that's you guys. So I had a great weekend. Good to catch up. Um, yeah. So that was a blast. I also uh, think it's important to uh, note that uh, school has started back. And uh, at least in my neighborhood, I encourage you all to be very careful of the old kitties running to the bus stop. This morning, uh, a kid tried running out of an SUV mm. over to a bus and almost got a uh, broadside. My car has never actually touched another object or been dented by any other objects. And I didn't want to start with a child. Mm. So uh, just be on the lookout for kids as they're exuberant and excited, fall, you know, cool in the air, crispness in the air, especially here in Houston. Uh, just be on the lookout for old pedestrians. I don't know. Anyway, that was on front of mind for me this morning when I saw that. I, I mean, I'm thankful that I was on a high alert at uh, old, uh, 645 this morning as I was taken off. Just be on the lookout for kids. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my. That's it. You know, cherish your loved ones. Friends matter. Mm -hmm. And watch out for the old kitties as they uh, go to the bus stop in the morning. So anyway, that's me. Local knowledge. Well, the good news is. I mean, if, if for some reason you ever do drop from the pod, um, we'll certainly be able to go back to old episodes and sort of reuse um, the, your portions from local knowledge. So that's, but no, but that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's what, really the, the idea. Yeah. What's the saying? Seven ways, 77 mm -hmm. ways where, you know, something gets through. Uh, but one time we are going to want to hear uh, what that was like when you reached out to a loved one. We we, we want to hear the results. We don't want the lip service. We want to want 19 the episodes in, the in. 19 episodes <laughs> yeah. in, and we haven't heard one success story of reaching out to loved ones. But hey, we'll get there. Maybe uh, I mean, you guys are my loved ones and my wife okay. and kids. Right. And yeah, yeah. Jeez. Okay. All right. Steven, what do you got? Yeah, so I figured that Mark was gonna take that one with us. <laughs> no way. Try to come up with a backup, of course, guys. Um, okay, so here's one thing I have observed on LinkedIn, which is becoming, um, I, I mean, honestly, just the worst, one of the worst websites out wow. there. Honestly, worst, almost up there with Facebook. But um, I, it got me thinking about this having the upcoming vacation. Um, my my uh, thoughts this week is vacation is something as part of your employment, right? It, it mm. can be something that is accrued through a PTO system. It's given at the beginning of the year all at once. But regardless, um, vast majority, I shouldn't say everybody, but vast, vast majority of companies give vacation time because it's just kind of our standard here in the United States. Other countries get a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you should be able to use it however you please time to relax take vacations whatever my local knowledge is please don't go on linkedin and thank your employer for <laughs> oh the vacation gosh. that you took and say i'm so thankful my company gives me vacation time to spend with family thank you for the time off you don't have to let me just say this you don't have to thank them for that that is standard you should get that if you don't I recommend looking <laughs> elsewhere, but please don't thank them for something that you should be already getting. Oh, obnoxious. I, I know I'm on a soapbox here. I promise I'll get off, but holy crap, guys. I've seen more and more of this, and local knowledge is you don't have to thank them for something standard that you should be getting. Love it. Yeah, I think what's the what's the saying we, we always had, Mark? It's uh, – 
something about if you got a benefit, you're probably paying for it in some way. Oh, so yeah. you better use that's it. Right. Might as well like use it because you're paying for it anyway. Anyway, like yeah, guys, you, you know? won't see me thanking my company when I get back for my nice vacation. Okay. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Nope. <laughs> Mikey, what you got? Uh, so yeah, I'd lo- love to see you reach out to a loved one there, Mark, and let us know uh, <laughs> how that goes. Um, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, I, I got a, a dear friend um, of the pod, uh, avid listener, gives good mm-hmm. insights and feedback. Who um, mentioned that? In his opinion, no, the the mountains never do get old. Um, he mentioned for some Denverites, they they might okay. take it for granted, but uh, but no, um, for most people, they they don't get old. So, okay. um, so certainly worth uh, moving out there and experiencing the mountains and uh, or just other you know other ecosystems or terrain that may be beautiful. Oh if you're thinking about that as part of retirement. So I encourage you to do that. Um, certainly if you're closer to retirement than me, yes, please do that and uh, <laughs> corroborate that. Um, and then uh, just on a lighter note. So, um, you know, I, I would say I was someone at one point in time that was uh, fairly obsessed with, uh, with, TV and sports and things of that effect, mm. uh, several different, uh, you know, add on packages and that sort of thing. Not anymore, um, mm. in a good way, probably, but, uh, do go ahead and, and utilize that free, uh, HD antenna. My old pappy taught me that one. So, mm. um, this week there'll be a, a debut on Wednesday, um, for both survivor and the amazing race, which is pretty oh. good TV. If you've not watched it, uh, you know, might be a little slow to get started, but it's, um, pretty enthralling as the, uh, the seasons go on, Mark. I don't, I don't know if you'll, it, it might be one for you to watch. Like it ends, it ends every episode and okay. uh, it's, it's, it's different like and re- released every week. You might like it. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's pretty entertaining TV. There's a guy on survivor that's been the host forever. Jeff Probst hasn't been canceled and he's, he's hilarious. He's sitting there egging people on. He's like, Oh, Mark's gonna, gonna screw up here. And you know, right in the middle of the competition, um, while Come people on, are Probst. trying to compete. And then, um, amazing race happens to have old Rex Ryan. Uh, is, is competing on there, the old ball coach. So, um, wow, should should be interesting. So that uh, those both uh, the new seasons debut on Wednesday. So I encourage you to to check those out if you don't have anything better to do. So that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks everyone for joining weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great rest of your week. See you next week. Take care.